we're gonna have a fun a little fun today. We got a uh, a special package from our friends over at Drew Estate. Um, maybe you guys have seen this. They do this. I don't know if it's every year, but they've done it a couple times before. They have their freestyle live package, which you get a bunch of stuff. You get like a lighter and a cutter and all this stuff, but they also send you three prototype cigars that could and will eventually become like a new line for them. So first of all, let's see what we got in the package. So the cigars come in this nice, nice little pack. Look at that freestyle. Oh man, that's wrapped. Whoever wrapped these, we, yeah. need them, we need them in our factory. This is a, that's a, feel how nice that's wrapped. That's beautifully wrapped. Oh, wow. A uh, big stick lighter probably needs butane in it. Yeah. Is this one? Oh, this is one of the ones that can move. But nice, big, tall stick lighter. Ooh, a keychain. Nice. Oh, it's like a leather one, too. It's got a nice material. Oh, wow. And then, oh, this is like a thicker perfect cut. Oh, I like that. That's interesting. I enjoy that very much. Very cool. So today, and we have no idea what these cigars are. We don't know the blend. We don't know anything. So uh, we thought it would be fun to smoke them while we talk about whatever and then just uh, kind of give our, our early impressions of whatever this new Drew Estate cigar is going to be. Am I being interrogated? No. <laughs> I didn't do it. <laughs> we didn't do it, goddammit. Where were you on March 4th? Uh, Steve. Bye, Steve. <laughs> Bye, Steve. Uh, and so he, how long have they been and doing this? Yeah. <laughs> he's out of here. How, so how long have they been doing this for? I, I don't know exactly. I, I want to say they've done it at least twice before. Um, I can't really remember. I hate to... Ruined this beautiful packaging. Oh, that's why. All right, they were, they were packaged in here. Before. Gotcha. Oh. I was going to say, this was some of the tightest. So at that point. It <laughs> was some of the tightest packaging, yeah. but I'm like, oh, then they were packaged in here. Oh, so this is, I can tell you, this is because uh, it's got a thing on it. Um, I'm guessing this is going to be some kind of F- Florida Sun Grown release because it's got FSL. Okay. So I'm guessing that stands for Florida Sun Lajero? Florida Sun something? I would have maybe. Uh, is it say know. March? It's is March twenty twenty four. That's when they're okay. that's when they're announcing what this is going to be. Interesting. Um, but I don't know what F. Oh no, maybe. Oh no, you know what that stands for? Freestyle Life. I'm an idiot. Um, well, first of all, a little bit of a lighter colored wrapper. I don't. I gotta get out of the cellophane to give you to give you more of a picture here. Yeah. We'll save one for Jim when he yes. returns from his travels. Yeah, I would say that that's probably a Connecticut wrapper or Connecticut adjacent. Um, yeah, I would say uh, most likely Ecuadorian, Connecticut. I would I would think again. You know, mine's very veiny. What about yours? Yeah, I got I got some in there, but it has like that slight greenish hue. Yeah. You can kind of see when you see uh. Something at Ecuador. Usually the the Connecticut shade out of Connecticut's a little more golden. Looks like it has a goldish brown. This is a little bit of a more light colored, uh, light covered light light colored John, as they, as the kids would call it. Um, I'm gonna try this lighter or this cutter. See how this see how this goes on. Um, but feels good. Good weight to it. Yeah. Nice Toro size. It's a six by 
fifty, six by fifty. Just six by fifty, I would say. Probably right on. Let's try out this perfect cut. Of course. Oh, now that's a perfect cut. Mm -hmm. See, I, the thing I always hated with the perfect cuts was they weren't deep enough. Like really? they were just they were just giving you like the the skin tip. This cuts perfectly into that? there. That's really nice. I like that a lot. Good oh wow! Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's much better. Oh yeah. I would use that cutter all the time. That's a nice yep. cutter. Hmm. I'll borrow your lighter when it's when you're done. Yeah, you could start because I'm I'm getting some interesting smells here. Yeah. I hate to be like you know a a, a half wheel guy and like do a lot of sniffing, but. Now, how often do we do that, though? Yeah. I never usually do. Mm -hmm. It smells like the inside of a tobacco barn, <laughs> which I know is not really helping. But it has that sweet tobacco. Like when you go, you remember you went in Connecticut, we went yep. to inside like the fermentation, like where they were um, like uh, curing them, the curing yeah. barns. It smells like that. So it has like a little sweetness to it. Hmm. Interessante. All right, let's give it a, let's give it a go here. As my good friend Barry over at Sandwiches History would say, let's give this freestyle cigar live a go. Oh yeah, see with a, a, a tiny correction and we're we're back on. But it's got a good. I mean, I I. I don't pay that much attention to flavor, honestly, when I'm trying, especially something that's, that's pre-release, because having worked on projects like this now, I understand that a pre-release sample, you know, this might be something that won't come out for six months. And so you have to be able, and I'm not like good at this yet, I'm getting there. Like there's people who are professionals at this. You have to be able to smoke a sample and like get a sense of what you can expect. It doesn't have to be perfect when you're smoking the sample, but just know like, hey, this is, these are the tobaccos we want to use in this size and then taste that and be like, yes, because I know that once you roll it and let them sit for a while and do that whole thing, that it'll be even better. So I usually don't, anything that has like a pre-release band on it, I know that there's, there's not 10,000 of these just waiting to go tomorrow. No. Like, you know, they're, they're probably, you know, aging them, letting the tobacco settle, that kind of thing. So I always usually judge a sample like this on presentation. How does the wrapper look? How does the size look? How is it, and then how is it rolled? What's the weight? You know, I like, a, I, I don't like a cigar that's like, feels too light because even if it's a great cigar, it will feel cheaper. This feels solid. This feels like there's, it's rolled perfectly well. The draw on it is really good. As you can see, the burn line is fantastic. Nice composition of the ash there. Nice and tight. Not flaking, not moving around. And then flavor-wise, I'm getting... I'm definitely getting what I, I believe to be Connecticut, but can, Ecuadorian Connecticut with, like, that hay, that uh, grassy, you know, nice barnyard wooden taste to it. Some oak there. Yeah, I feel I don't do too many cold draws, but I definitely was, uh, I don't know if it was because of the Connecticut possibly, but I was just tasting like sweet, like you mentioned, sweet and um, oaky and woodiness. Yeah. 
um, right off the bat. I, but I just wonder if that's just what you get with most Connecticut's. Uh, I think it depends. Like, you never get this flavor profile from, like, a Davidoff, but you're not supposed to. Yeah. Davidoff, Davidoff Connecticut's aren't like this. Mm. Or even Monte Cristo Connecticut's aren't like this. This is much more... If it is Connecticut, dude, I might be wrong. This might be some Nicaraguan variety. I don't think so. I would say I'm 80% sure it's Ecuadorian Connecticut. Um, because that's a, that's a light wrapper. And the aroma and the flavor all kind of matches up to that. I mean, if I'm really, I go, but I also will admit, I'm not someone who's ever going to be 100% sure of what I'm smoking. Because how many things look alike or different, you know, I've seen, occasionally I've seen Ecuadorian Connecticut's that are darker than, you know, Habanos and stuff. So, it, I mean, it really does, it really does depend. But I'm, I'm fairly certain that this is Ecuadorian Connecticut with some form of Nicaraguan filler. I don't know about Yalapa, but maybe something from Esteli. Something with a little, a little something going on, a little, a little kick. Not a, not a, not a kick like a strength, but a kick yeah. like interesting. Something, something definitely is interesting there. Definitely smoothing out a little bit now too. You got to that initial light. I have to say I'm I am again I don't judge samples flavor wise because that can change, um, but the construction on this is fantastic. The draw is perfect. I love the size. It's small. I mean, look at it. That's a yeah. very even burn. Very interesting. I wonder what this is going to be. Let's see if there's any hints. <laughs> They're just handmade in Esteli, Nicaragua. So, well, that's what Drew Estate's from. Mm -hmm. So, that's a sign of good things. I did find. I I, I, I like this idea though. I like the. Well, listen, there's, there's the two sides to, there's the two thought processes to releasing a cigar. There's the smaller boutique manufacturers, um, and John is a great example of this. And this is someone who makes cigars that he enjoys and then just releases them. And he's like, and whoever enjoys it out there, God bless you. And you've, he's actually found more success with that strategy than when he releases something that he's like, oh, well, we need to fill this hole in our portfolio yeah. and there's a need for this, but I really don't like it. Those cigars are some of the ones, like the Luminosa, the uh, Sfumato. Those are the ones that never really caught on. Um, and it's, it's, it's like, listen, John's going to give you a great cigar regardless, but it's almost like when the intent of something is to like kind of fill a, a business need as opposed to something you really like, at least from a smaller manufacturer, mm -hmm. I feel like those are the times it tends to you know, not work as well. But I also like this strategy, except especially from a bigger manufacturer, of putting the cigar out there, you know, make a couple of hundred of them first, put them out there for whatever. I don't know if they're charging for this. We got them because we're media, I guess. And then seeing what the response is before you know to go make 10 million more. 
You know, because well, what are you going to do? You're going to make a million, a couple million, something that doesn't work out. Now you're now you're just going to blow this this brand up. Then you hurt your brand. You hurt yeah. your margins. You hurt your the the trust of the consumer. So, for something that's relatively like, I'm not going to say this is totally inexpensive to give away a, a lot of free swag, but you know, I don't know. I think it's for a bigger manufacturer. I think this is smart. I think getting getting your cigar out there like this is really is really cool. I think it gets. It gets, I don't know, I think it just puts more interest in your product when you do something like that, you know. And I think if you're just starting to smoke cigars, you know, and if you're in, I think people, you know, love winning free things and contests and whatnot. Um, I think you, I think, like you said, it's extremely smart. And then you have people on the other side who have been following or enjoying Drew Estate cigars for years. And they're like, oh, what's, you know. You get the loyal customer, and then you get the new customer, I think, kind of yeah. coming in, and I think that could work for both. And then you get a chance. Here's the amazing prizes you can win if you buy one of these freestyle live facts. You can win the grand prize is a custom Drew Estate-branded pool table and accessories. Wow. And then first prize, <laughs> one high-end laptop, which... They have a picture there, which like is essentially a MacBook. Yeah, it's a MacBook. But this yeah. with all the branding taken off. Yeah. It. And then second prize, there's going to be ten winners, and they're going to get a Subculture Studios ashtray, which I think a lot of people would just do want this an ashtray. ashtray. Yeah. Nice ashtrays that they do. Um, participating retailers. I don't think I don't know if any of these are technically like I don't know if they really do this online. Let's see. Let's go to New Jersey and see if, if uh, one of our stores is on there. Huh? No, I think it's probably just more for like brick and mortar. Um, I would assume it's more for like brick and mortar companies than than us us juggernauts, as they would say. Oh no, our two stores in Burlington and North Carolina. Oh nice, um, Burlington and Selma. You can do it there. Um, yeah, there's a lot of stores. I mean, in a lot of yeah. these states, they're really selling or having this at. Yeah, there's a lot of stores. Virginia. I mean, it's basically every state where there's a cigar company is just getting some. Um, yeah, do I wonder, do we have this on our website? I also want to know, I'm going to see if I can, give me a second. I want to see if I can find what this turned out to be last year. Yeah, I was trying to find out. I don't know if I Googled the right thing or. Um, and you may have said this and not, maybe I missed it. I apologize. Would, so this is something that they obviously blended to come out this year, or is it like other inventory that they may have had that they're like, Hey, we're going to run this mm. overstock of stuff or. No, I think that they no, I think it's it's something that they blended to release this year and I think this is their way of I think so. I don't know though. I gotta I don't know. I don't know, Chris. And I'm not afraid to say I don't know. No, here, Drew Estate Free Half Wheel of the Freestyle Live Archives. So let's see. Um National Markets. Uh 
Oh, let's see this. I'm just sorry, guys. I'm just, you can cut all this down. This ring is hard. Now, yes. So, so last year's was the blackened. Wow. No, I'm sorry. Two years ago. Okay. So two years ago was the blackened. What was last year's? I don't know. Um, I think this is a perfect way of, you know, we, we talk a lot about limited edition cigars, right? We've mm-hmm. had a few episodes. I think this is a, this is a cool way of doing a, like a limited edition one, because I think there's like, there's just every year is different. Like you said, two years ago, they did the M81. So they were kind of be able to repurpose it into a, a full extension line. Um, and I just, I don't know. I just think Last it's year was the H99 Papa's Fritas. Oh, okay. All right. So yeah, I'm not an idiot. So I, think, I fucking I know. So I and so it's just that's pretty cool that this ends up being you know something that they already have a release for that that year, and I think that's and I guess it's not really a limited edition per se, but if it if they wanted to go that route, they could too. Yeah. You know. Yeah. No, I think it's just listen. At the end of the day, there's X different kinds of tobaccos and X different kinds of ways to blend them and age it. Like it's a fine, it's finite, you know? So obviously at the end of the day, you still need to make a good cigar, mm-hmm. but you got to find other ways to like make it interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, listen, we've heard the story of like, Oh, it was aged for this many years. Or it was this thing, or it's an ode to this thing. Doing something like this is, you know, and, and and how they market it. Like, I don't know if Joe Groh maybe thought of this back when he was at Drew Estate, but whoever did this, is this is a really smart thing. This is very, very smart. I mean, I think it gets people excited about what's to come and what's what's to come out. and It makes them feel like they're part of it. it makes them feel like yeah. they're part of the process. Yeah, and and who doesn't, like, you know, who doesn't enjoy something of this nature? It's, you know, kind of like the, uh, I don't know, would it be similar to the... The brulee like sampler, the STFU. Yeah, I was, I, yeah. I, I was thinking of that as like another marketing, like what something what that's Steve so different. That. Yeah, exactly, exactly. That's so different than what yeah what we we have seen in the past. And um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I listen. This is the first time I've heard of the Freestyle Live since being here, and it's think of think of the industry or really really any industry. Think of reality. And just like our everyday things and the everyday ways that things get done. Think of it as just like a linear, like just a line, just a flat line. And most people just kind of hop in that line. They, yeah. they go about their day. And, you know, usually cigar releases, as, as good as they are or as cool as they are, they follow the same process, really, of being really, oh, they announce it and here's our cool story. And sometimes the cigars work, sometimes they don't. But whenever there's a tiny blip on that where a kind of turns off of the everyday reality and it's like oh wait now this is interesting like what steve Saka did with that oh mm-hmm. there's a there's a blip in the matrix yeah. and we get to now be a part of this yeah oh he wants us all to test try these things because he's saying it's not flavored or it's not a thing whenever there's a small little diversion from the the monotonous monotonousness of life people love that and they want to flock to it. Oh, this is a different thing. This yeah. is, this is, and 
I'm not saying all cigars are the same, but generally, you know, you have your process of making a cigar, your process of fermenting it, your process of making packaging, and then your release process, and then you know, you add on maybe promotions mm-hmm. or some gifts with purchase yeah. and branded accessories. The the bare necessities of making a cigar is not there's that wheel hasn't really been reinvented. Yeah, right? and it's probably not because, going to be. Yeah, at least because not things like get long term. Things get aged in barrels, whiskey barrels, other you know things for five, ten years. Those are some interesting, you know, uh, points of view and, 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 and I guess factoids about the cigar. But, you but know, even those are still on that linear line yes. because it's still the same like, I made this thing. Yep. Here's what's interesting about it. Now you guys buy yeah. it from me. It's just something what, like this or what Steve Saka did mm-hmm. is like, it's, again, it's bringing the consumer behind the scenes. And being like, oh, you guys get to be a participant in the creation process with us. And that's even more rare than a limit. Being able to smoke something like this, you know, obviously we just saw the list of stores, so it's not that, that rare. Mm-hmm. But you get to be a part of it. And then you get to, con- oh, I thought it was great. I didn't th- and then, way, if you really liked it, you commented, oh, I thought this was awesome. And then it goes on to become their big cigar release of next year. You're part of that. Yeah. You're like, oh, they did that because of me. It makes people feel involved like they're contributing, which I'm certain to a certain degree they are. I'm sure Drew Estate, you know, obviously they're not putting out shit. This is fantastic so far. But I'm sure that if the result was resoundingly negative, they would definitely take a break, you know, or, 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 you know, move another another way. Mm -hmm. But I think they generally like they have this all like ready to go. And as long as the. The freestyle is not a disaster. This is like what the cigar is going to be. But people like to feel like they're contributing to it. Oh, I was I was a tester for this. Yeah. I was I was I was in the know before. Oh, I smoked that cigar before it was even released. Yeah, it's just really smart marketing, man. Um, because it's also not cheap marketing. It's not. There's cheap marketing. Oh, you're, I'm going to put it in this crazy thing, or oh, we're going to do this thing and we're going to fly a plane over with a big banner. Like there's things that you just do to kind of like make a bigger deal out of your cigar or out of whatever you're releasing than it is. But something like this, it's not cheap. Cause this is also, this is a lot of work for them to do. This is not like cheap. Yeah. This is just smart. And yeah, it's a, uh, it's know, a pro- a there's a process it. to it for sure. Yeah. You know, I could never suggest that we do something like this cause we don't, I don't have the manpower to get this done yeah. at this level. Like this is a great idea, but like we, we, I wouldn't be able to get something like this done. This is, this is, to coordinate all these now, the fact that they have their own factory that they you know probably make their own pat like th- that makes it easier. But this was probably like in terms of project leads, like four or five guys. Yeah, you know, or maybe hand. Oh, you're in charge of getting this box made. You're in charge of the cigar. You're in charge that, of this. That's the that. thing too, and not, you know, I don't want to take away from what their process is without really knowing it, and you know, not to peel back the curtain too far for us, but. We're working on multiple things and yeah. <laughs> we, you know, do very rarely get to focus on one singular brand, right? Yeah. Uh, you, you know more than, than I do in that regard. So, yeah, th- you know, everyone know, you know, th- their team knowing like this is definitely going to be coming out. You know, the, you're able to dedicate five to six people possibly to one thing helps out. And that's I think that goes into the success of it as well, you know. So. Oh, I agree. Um yeah, I mean, it's just it's definitely a smart way to get everyone involved, and you know, it, it, it taps into the you know brotherhood sisterhood of the leaf, you know, uh, 
moniker people use within this industry. And I think that helps out a lot, you know? So, yeah. um, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a, listen, tobacco at its, at its core, what, what it always was from, from the time of the, you know, Mayans and the, the first people of, of the Andes mountains, it was a communal activity. It was, it was a ceremony. There was tradition behind it. It was the coming together and the sharing of, of the sacred herb, uh, you know, as, as it wasn't, you know, considered. Uh, and I guess today it's, you know, still is, especially yeah. after I've had a few beers. Um, but to, to kind of, whether it's a marketing tactic for marketing sake or whether you believe it, you know, whatever the case might be, something like this brings it back to those communal roots and doesn't make people feel like just consumers. I feel like right now everyone's tired of being treated as just consumers, as just numbers on a spreadsheet, as just how do we convince these people to like this thing? Oh, we put a hot chick on the cover. Or, yeah. Oh, we, we, we put it in a Ferrari and only Ferrari people like our thing. But to make people a part of the journey is just so smart. You know, and I'm not talking about influencers because we all know my feelings on them. You know, um, and well, again, depending on the industry, it's one thing if like for influencers, like there's that that British guy who looks like me who does watches. Yes, yeah. But that guy's like a watch guy, like he mm -hmm. works in watches. Yeah. So he's okay to be an influencer. If you're like just working at a deli and you're like, oh, but I know a lot about watches. I'm like, I don't trust that you do. No. Maybe you do, but I don't trust that you do. Or if you put in the time and the effort yeah. and the work into something, then you can call yourself that, you know? Yeah. But but yeah, I, I agree. But um. But it's not just like, oh, we send this out to influencers and then they liked it. Because, like, who are they? Especially in this industry. Like, who are they? To like, a, a lot of them. Not the one You've been picking good ones. You, you. You've been picking the ones that I, I would pick. But, uh, you know, you know, you know the ones who have the most, the biggest following. Of course. You know yeah, yeah, yeah. So instead of sending it to influencers, it's like, why don't we, for an inexpensive, I want to say this is like 40 bucks. I don't think it's that expensive to it's get not. this kit. It's 40 bucks. Maybe 44. Yeah. So... And we'll put it in, we'll give it to retailers and then let our taste testers come to us. Like the people who really want to try it. Because it's not like a, it's, it's not, there's no clout in this. There's no influencer clout. There's no like, oh, I can post this and do a big thing. This is purely for the love of the game. You get to be a member of the team deciding, like getting a sneak peek and trying this out and maybe having a say in if it's good or not or how we can improve next time. It's really making them feel like a part of the team yeah. solely for the love of the team and not for any like, oh, I'm going to go buy a freestyle pack. I'm going to do this video. Kind of like what we're doing right now. <laughs> I'm going to go to this video. Everyone's going to think I'm really cool. Um, hypocrites? Maybe. <laughs> Handsome? No. Uh, but I don't know. I just, I'm, I'm very much a fan of uh, how this is executed. Um, and I do really like the cigar. Yeah. I do. I, I personally think, this is just my opinion, I like when Drew Estate, I like their heavy shit. I think they do San Andreas wrapper yeah. and Broadleaf and Brazil, like these kind of darker tobaccos, especially for a company that size. I feel like they do it better than anyone. So this is like really good. Yeah. And it's a Connecticut, which is kind of outside their ballpark. But like, I love the black and I love the underground. Too. Yeah. Like those are their just... past few smokes though, or have been Connecticut wrapped, right? 
The, only other the floor one, is sun grown. The, the Chateau, right? Well, the Chateau Real was an old brand. Of was that okay? All right. All the right. Chateau Real. Was, I smoked that on Saturday for the first time. It was great. So that was their first ever premium cigar release. God, 15, 15, 20 years ago, and it just didn't move. It didn't move because it was Drew Estate. Mm-hmm. They were acid. They were, I don't know if they had tobacco at the time, but they had all these other infused The industry things. wasn't ready for it, or they just... They didn't. Well, it was also how or were was, they not ready how for it was it? branded. They branded it like everyone else at the time. The Chateau Real. And gotcha. It has like this yeah, kind yeah. of Hispanic heart. Yeah. So when they came out with Liga Privada, first of all... Another one. This, Another also, thing. at the time, there was nothing really like Liga on the market. Yeah. I mean, there was Maduro's, obviously. But whereas Chateau Real, as good as it is, there was, it was all over the market. It was a, it was another Real lost in a sea of Reals. Gotcha. And, and no one was able to make the connection that it was Drew Estate. Liga was just marketed way better. The product was much more unique. You had Nick making that fucking thing and Steve Saka selling it. You know, it was just <sighs> yeah. and and even though it has a more traditional name and it's not like crazy out there, but the logo with, you know, and, and like with the lion for you know, uh-huh. Undercrown, like it was just a much more. It just more, got lost in the shuffle yeah, yeah, like, within their company. And Liga made more sense as the premium line for Drew Estate. Oh, it's premium, but it's still like hardcore and awesome and cool and look at all this stuff. Whereas Chateau Real was just like. Something you would expect, like an Altidus to release. You know, it just didn't fit in with their, yeah. with their fan base. And then people who were their fans, oh, well, this isn't like what we like from you. So it did just kind of get lost in there. I, I feel like, however, but I had smoked a couple years ago, and I always thought it was really good. Um, so they just brought that back. I think it's like, I think it's like a big online brand for them now. Like they do it online. Yeah. Um, the Florida Sun Grown one too. I think that might have been, you know, because of that Florida Sun Grown tobacco. Connecticut might have been the only thing that could like kind of deal with it. Compromise, uh, complement it. Yeah. yeah. Um. Well, no, I I love their their Maduros, the the Liga Nine and the yep. Broadleaf, the San Andreas on the uh, on the Undercrown and the Undercrown Ten. The Brazilian tobacco that they use in the Undercrown line, and then what the uh, the Connecticut like stalk cut Habano mm-hmm. that's on the T fifty two is like these are just it's nothing else like them, nothing else tastes like them really. The closest thing to their broadleaf is what Nick does. That's because Nick kind of created both. Yeah, has like his signature style on it. Um, but even Steve's broadleafs are just very different from like a Liga ninety nine. You like profile wise, right? Because I definitely agree on that. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, look wise, they they look they look the same, but the the, yeah. the flavor of no, it, like, yeah, yeah, no. How, how he blended them, and also like the yeah the packaging and the story and everything like that. You know, Steve has his own way, Nick has their own way. You know, and they, I'm sure they both kind of have elements from their time at Drew, but then they kind of both form their own. And I, that's a great you know that triad of Steve, Nick, excuse me, and Drew. You know. It shows how you, what we were talking about at the beginning, how do you make your cigars different? How do you do something different? Because there's only X combinations of tobacco you can make. No one here is confusing a Liga 9 with a Tabernacle with a Mi Carita Black. They are very distinct, and they are all very big-selling brands that are essentially in a similar price point, 
similar profile overall. Not similar experience, but similar profile. If you like richness, chocolatiness, heaviness, a little zest, a little sweetness, like that's what these guys are hitting. Um, but they're all marketed differently. The sizes are different. How they're rolled and how they burn and how they smoke is different. And that's why marketing is important. And I, I, I know sometimes it feels like it's just a way to uh, to pull the wool over somebody's eyes. But no, it's not just like, oh, what, what kind of cool thing do we put on this package? Or what kind of cool thing do we put on this band? Sometimes it's, it's marketing starts in the creation process. How do we create something that is unique to the marketplace that sets us apart from everybody else? And when you have someone who can do that well, plus knows a way around tobacco, it is a recipe for success. Um, I know we got interrupted a little bit. I hate to cut this short. I do have a meeting at 2 o'clock. Oh, no, you're good. The folks from Villager. Villager I always said it was Villager, but it's Villager. I stopped by today, nice. so I'm going to go see them. But um, what were your overall thoughts on the cigar? I mean, I wasn't speaking much, but I was. Mm-hmm. I loved it. I thought it was a perfect size. Um, flavors were good. It's a smooth cigar. Like I think this is a, I could have another cigar after this and not like yeah. be totally destroyed, even with the size it was at. Um, but yeah, I thought it was really good. Um, yeah. Picking up a little body now too. This yeah. It's very interesting. Yeah. A lot, yeah. Very interesting. And I want to say the construction on it is just simply fantastic. Yeah. You mentioned the, um, what, what the you burn say? line, the burn line early, when I first lit it, the burn line was perfect and no cracks. I think perfectly humidified. Um, not too like, not too sniffing, not too spongy. Um, I know it's a lot. I, I, can't smoke cigars that are too spongy. I know yeah. people do enjoy them. I, it ta- I'm like, you know, like I'm yeah. inhaling them too much. This was perfect. Uh, but I really do enjoy the size. What about you? I like it a lot. Um, I think it's it's definitely one of those not your dad's Connecticut's. Mm-hmm. Picking up a lot of body now, a lot of nice, nice oak and wood notes. Um, if, like, you know, like I said, it's that kind of, it's not that like super sweet, mellow, you know, Dominican Connecticut. It's definitely got a lot more going on. Yeah, you you said you thought it's Ecuadorian, right? I, def- I yeah. definitely think the rapper's Ecuadorian Connecticut. Um, unless they're growing something new that looks just like mm-hmm. that. Um, maybe it's like some kind of Honduran because I know like Kintsugi's rapper was like a little yeah. lighter, but it I looks, would be surprised yeah. if this was not Ecuadorian. It looks a little rapper. darker than their Antonio Connecticut rapper. Yeah, but that's a also little like, bit darker. Hoya makes that. different factories, even though they're like connected. Um, I always forget that. Yeah, and I sound stupid when I say it. No, <laughs> no, I do forget that. But no, it um, the flavor is great. Mm. It's pairing well. Go. It's very, pairing uh, well with my coffee. I'm for very sure. excited. I don't know. Hold on, I can tell you really quick. I th- want to say this is being announced uh, March eighth. Did March I see? Eighth? No? Might be wrong. Hmm. Of course, my Wi-Fi loves to give out. Uh, 18 days, I think, from now. Okay. Cigar, 17 days, 5 hours, 6 minutes, 7 seconds. So what's 18 days? Let's take a look here. So 14, 15, 16. The 14th, I guess? 14th of March? 14, 15, Something like that? 14, 15. Yep. Thursday? 14th, yep. Yep. So the 14th of March, they're going to announce... Uh, what the new cigar is, and I guess we will uh, we'll see if we're right. Then. Yep. But until then, thank you all very much for watching. Make sure to comment, like, and subscribe. And as always, keep it lit.